Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we have a powerful, powerful show tonight. We have some guests on. Brian, it's going to help you uh, live a easy, you know, help your life be a little bit easier. You know, with the way this economy is going, and believe it or not, Brian, that economy has nothing whatsoever to do with you if you know who I know. <laughs> and we're going to talk <laughs> about that tonight. <laughs> we're going to talk about tonight. That tonight, and uh, I tell you what, we have Tracy Tong back on, Brian. I know you remember the last time she was on. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, we had a good time with her, and this time, Brian, she's bought a panel. Mm-hmm. A panel of people that know what they're talking about. And Brian, God is the focus. Always, always. You know, that's that's great. He's the focus. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. He's the focus of what they're doing. I just had to put that out there. Mm -hmm. So this is not some get-rich scheme. This is none of that. This is real. We're talking real here. Go ahead. I was going to get tonight's topic. It's finding power in potential. Mm. (laughs) Finding Mm. power in potential. And we have with us, like Greg said, Ms. Tracy L. Tung, and we want to bring her on right now. Thank you so much. I I really do thank you all for allowing me this opportunity, and I'm excited about this topic and finding power and potential, pursuing your dreams with passion. That's going to be exciting for this evening, so thank you for having me. Tracy, we're so glad to have you back on. I've received a lot of emails today. I'm not going to talk about what the emails were about, but I received a lot of emails about Tracy today. And everybody wanted to know what we were going to talk about. Everybody wants to know their potential. And in a few minutes, Tracy, we want you to talk about that potential thing and what it means. But I know that you have an announcement uh, for something that you're doing this week. I know you're busy. Everybody's on the call. They're really busy. And we want to put you guys to work. So what do you have coming up this week? Well, I appreciate that. Uh, This evening, um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, but on this upcoming Saturday, I will be attending um, the Single and Saved Conference uh, that's being held by Kingdom Life Ministries, and there we'll have some anointed men and women of God uh, ministering. Um, we ask that you just pass on the information to your church and your family and, and your friends if you are here in the Hampton Roads area. Uh, such topics will be included, such as single and dating, Um, Life After Divorce, AIDS, and HIV in the Christian Community, and a question and answer forum. It is a free event that will be um, held at noon in Norfolk, Virginia, and we'll give you some more details about that at the end of the program. Good, good. You know, Brian, I I had a quick, real quick, I want to just give this announcement really, really quick. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people out there that are listening, and they want to write books. They want to know how to do this. We have someone that can help you get that book out of you. Her name is Elizabeth Atkins. You can go to her website. It's ElizabethAtkins, A-T-K-I-N-S, dot com. And you can also call her at 313-492-5718. Again, that's 313-492-5718. If you don't think you can write this book, don't worry about that. If you have the idea... She will be your ghost writer. So don't worry about that. Get in touch with Elizabeth. And, Brian, I know that you had an uh, announcement as well. Yes, also we have uh, a grant writing seminar that's going to be held on February 21st from 9 a.m. 
to 3 p.m. at the Rock Ministry International in Tallahassee, Florida. That's 2600A Appalachian Parkway. And it's going to be held by Mr. Keithan Mathis, who is a grant, uh, grant proposal writing consultant. And some of the topics he'll be talking about is 5013 instruction, identifying funding sources, creating objectives and evaluation criteria, developing budgets, and also creating a support grant team. And registration for that event is $75 per person. And you can contact Mr. Keithan Mathis at 850-321-5640. That's Mr. Keithan Mathis, 850-321-5640. And that's for anyone who wants to get involved with writing grants or if you just want to brush up on your grant writing abilities and skills. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to do that. And that will be on Friday. I'm sorry, it will be on Saturday, February 21st from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes. Tracy, we talked about we're going to jump right into the meat of this thing right now because there's so many people out there hurting, and we know that what you guys do is, I mean, everything that you guys do, we know that you're following the book, the real book, the one and only book. And you and I were talking about potential, the potential. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I do. Um, it's, It's interesting because, even in, in establishing um, the topic for the discussion, I said, well, Lord, how can I draw the group of people that I had in mind for this particular discussion, and, and how can I, you know, weave together the thread that would bind us? And, and the, the key word that dropped in my spirit was um, finding the power and potential. And so with that, um, I do have several different definitions that I found that I'd like to um, articulate to each of our panelists, and I would enjoy uh, the opportunity to hear them give their feedback on that. Um, I do know, I I believe um, we have another one of our panelists has joined us. I'm not sure if we need to get her through before this segment um, starts, if we can do that. I know she's on hold. Yes, we have... We also have um, another one of your guests, too, Tracy, from the um, 405 area code. Okay, so we have the last two panelists there. Yes. Okay, great. So if we can have them to join and then I'll get started, that would be great. Yes, I think you have Monique. I think it's Monique. Yes. Monique, is that you? That is correct. How are you Monique? doing? Hi, Monique and John. Yes, how are you? Good. Yes, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good, Good. Tracy. Thank you. Okay, great. Well, before I get into the, the, the definitions that I had, I would like to uh, give a brief overview of the panelists that we have on um, this evening. I'm just going to go down the list here. Uh, we do have Nigel Anderson, um, who is a gospel rap artist who goes by the name of Legend, and he heads up the Renaissance Movement, and he is an anointed man of God, and we are glad to have him out here um, on tonight. We also have DeMonte Edmonds. Um, he is the director of Freedom in Christ Ministry Alliance, which is a network of five-fold ministry giftings, ministry leaders, and ministries partnered together for building up God's kingdom. So we're happy to have him as well. We also have Dana Faulkner, who is a human resources representative for the state of Delaware. And currently, um, she is an apostolic and prophetic minister in training at the Antioch Christian Center. And she is in transition right now, so we're glad to have her on board tonight. 
We also have Idella McIntyre, who is a wonderfully anointed and gifted motivational speaker, recording, author, recording artist, and author. And she is the founder of RAIN, Raising Army Intercessors Now Ministries. And she's also the CEO of Original by Design Consulting Services. We're glad to have her tonight. We also have J.K. Robinson uh, joining us, uh, where he is a director for clinical services at a private agency there in Florida. And he is a wonderful young man that I have known for quite some time and glad to have him on board. We also have Elder Andre Vasquez, who is currently an associate minister of Pleasant Grove Baptist Church, and he's also uh, affiliated with the gospel group, uh, the, Faith, the By Faith Movement, and we are excited to have him tonight. And we also finally have uh, Ms. Monique White, who is the CEO of TIPS, Totally Ingenious Party Planning Solutions, and she is a wonderfully gifted uh, woman of God who customizes any event and turns it out in such a way that is just wonderful. And so we are so excited to have all of you on uh, the call this evening, and I'm glad that you're all here. Thank you once again. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, so what I will do, I'm going to go down the list here um, and give the definition and, and how that applies to your ministry or your business or where you're at in, in your life right now and just get your feedback on that. Um, I will start off with, um, with uh, J.K. Robinson. And the definition that I have for potential here is the inherent capacity for coming into being the inherent capacity for coming into being. And if you would, uh, John, if you could just um, expound upon um, how that's relevant for you or, or, or how you see that particular definition and, and how that applies to your life. Truth I love you. When you, have, when you speak of the inherent capacity in coming into being, this is something that is you're ordained to be. It is, it is designed. It's your destiny. It is, it is therefore a place for you to be there to do what it is that you're doing. And when I look at that for myself, I look at it and I understand that not only do I have a passion for what it is that I do, but I understand that for me it's my calling. It's a, it's a synergy, it's a connection for self and spirit along with my professional and personal life and my spiritual development. So even though it took a while for me to actually sit and understand that, once I was able to grasp it and operationalize it, things became more simple for me. So I think that when it's, when it's about finding your potential or the power uh, and the dreams within your passion to do what it is that you do as a parent, that means you're capable of doing, pursuing, and succeeding in whatever it is that you put your heart and your mind to do. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate that, and I, and I think that's, that's, that's so on key. And so right now, when, when we look at where we're at in life, and, and each of us have our own stories that have uh, cultivated where we're at today, I think it's, it's an awesome place to be when you are in transition because when anything that's not moving is, is, is not growing and anything not growing is dying. And so I definitely see how that is relevant, and I thank you for that. Uh, next, I'm going to move on to um, uh, Mr. DeMonte Edmonds. The next definition that I have here is 
the electric potential, uh, the difference in electrical charge between two points in a circuit expressed in volts. Once again, it's the electric potential, the difference in electrical charge between two points in a circuit expressed in volts. And I know that's more of a scientific um, definition of the word potential. However, if you could break that down even for what you're seeing in a spiritual aspect, um, if you could. Okay, first, are we talking about Dewey Larson reciprocal model of physics or? (laughs) 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 But it's it's a good question because when you're dealing with uh, electrical systems, you're dealing with negative and positive energy. And I think the way the Lord works, he brings us out of darkness first, which is the negative. And you see any time that the Lord works, when he created the earth, there was uh, darkness in the universe first, and he says, let there be light. And then in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, there's a rise shine, for your light has come, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Gross darkness should cover the land, and gross darkness should cover the people. But it's saying that the glory of the Lord should be the strongest when things look dark. So there's dark circumstances and dark periods that we go through. But the Lord, that is the time that the Lord wants to uh, us for to connect to his light, the greatest. And especially we talked about like the economy and the different, you know, rumors of wars and things going around, the recession and people losing homes. It looks dark, but we have to reach out to the Lord's light even in the midst of the circumstances. Amen for that. Wow, that was powerful, and I'm glad that you were able to pull on that and that that was a very good um, analogy even with um, light and darkness, and I think it's important even for our listeners to know that um, when you are looking at um, finding your potential in life and, and pursuing your dream and your passion, there will be a time of darkness that you may not know what you're called to do, but when you focus on God and you, you hone yourself into his will and you align yourself to his will, then you're able to pursue your dreams and, and have so much passion about it and move forward into that lightness, into that light um, moving forward. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, the next person that I'm going to go to is Miss um, Monique White. And the definition that I have here for you is, um, this this is the capacity of an electric field to do work. Um, an example of that to provide energy. Once again, the capacity of an electric field to do work and to provide energy. This also is on the scientific note, but you know, speaking with you personally and knowing your work ethic, I thought that this would be a great um, definition for you to expound upon. Thank you very much. I will state as far as capacity to have electric energy to do work. Well, in fact, that's what God ordained us. He has given us electric charges to be motivated to do most anything. He said that he would give all men the same measure of faith. And with that, the key is what is it that we will decide to do that would not only be a blessing to what we would call our self and our self-preservation, but the preservation of all that we come in contact with. So as the energy... I think we may have lost her. Um, I'm back. I think I got lost or dropped. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm not sure what you have heard so far, so I'll I'll kind of begin again. Okay. Um, 
as far as the electric energy, what, uh, that, the component that we all have within us, God has given us all the same measure of faith. And with that same measure of faith, we have a responsibility to choose and to select the right process to take our energy to not just to motivate ourselves and our, for our self-preservation, but also those, those that we come in contact with that we can be able to, you know, excel and to, to charge, to give them charge, to motivate themselves to do all those things that God has designed in them. There's a special design, there's an order that we all have to walk. And the key is that we walk it responsibly. Now, as we begin to walk responsibly and we are in service of first, first and foremost, God first, and as he has given us our charge of a life, it would also give a responsibility to, to us to enable people so that they can do all that they never thought they can do. In fact, that's what I tend to do with any event that I promote, that we give up powerful meaning in the message as far as what we present to you in a service, but also something that will last a lifetime and and a memory, something that you can channel through that you can say, I can do this, and through this event, I've created new relationships. So, again, the charge, the electrical charge, just it never ends because God is our root. Amen. And and that's such an uh, an important fact because when we are rooted and grounded in God, we know that then we have the depth that we need so that no matter what storm may come or what the weather condition may be of our lives, we're able to flourish and we're able to move forward. So I thank you for that. Um, the next person I will um, ask for uh, their feedback is uh, Mr. Nigel Anderson. And your definition is likely, expected to become or be in prospect. Once again, likely or expected to become or be in prospect. So if you can give us some feedback, that would be great. No problem. I think uh, the coolest thing about what you just said, man, is is that uh, mainly a lot of times when the Lord calls you to do something, he knows who you are and he knows what you can be and he knows who you're going to be uh, in him as long as you're faithful. But we can't see that far ahead. We only see, you know, we might get a word about what's going to happen and, you know, we look, we're looking at it right now and we really don't have a clue on the in-between. And it's like, how in the world is this going to happen? You know, but God knows. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything that's going to take place. And he sees your potential on the inside. So he knows what is going to be and what is going to happen and who you're going to end up being. Like when you were when you were giving that definition, I was thinking about a word that uh, Bishop gave me a few years ago that I completely ran from, you know, and mm. he told me I was going to be in ministry, I was going to be doing this, I was going to be doing that, and this and that, and I was like, man, you're crazy, and I left, you know, because I, I didn't want to hear it, to be honest with you. Right. You know? But uh, it's it's like it's it's just it's funny how everything just comes around full circle, and then God is reminding you, and you know, the Holy Spirit of bringing you remembrance the things that He spoke to you a long time ago to tell you that this is who you're going to be and this is who you're called to be. And as long as you're walking with me, there's no way you can get away from it, you know. Mm. And he just pull out to you, you know, you just, the person that you are meant to be in him and who you're likely going to turn out to be and who he's prospecting you to be is who you're going to be, despite whoever you think you should be and who you, who you want to be instead, you're going to be what God calls you to be because it's his life that you're living, not yours, you know. So that's, that's what I see potential as in that. Wow, that that was really powerful, and and I think that that is so relevant for our listeners as well in regards to really being able to harness who it is that God wants you to be. Sometimes we struggle, and you're wondering 
why it is that you, you may be working in a job that you thought you'd never work, but you're wondering, you know, I'm not really passionate about this, but ha- is it what God wants you to do, or is it something that is uh, transitioning you into where God is allowing you to go to and who he is allowing you to become? So that's really important. I do thank you for that. Um, next, I'd like to go to Miss um, uh, Dana Faulkner. Mm-hmm. And your definition is having potential as a particular thing or for a particular purpose. Once again, having potential as a particular thing or for a particular purpose. Wow, that's an awesome, awesome uh, definition. Um, and I have to, in response to that, I have to reference um, actually a passage of scripture that my leaders have been teaching on this past, in fact, this past Sunday, out of Psalms uh, 16. And it's, of course, where David is talk, speaking to the Lord. And in verse 5, he says, Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And in that passage of Scripture, it's, it's, he is saying that the Lord has already outlined a boundary line, a district for each and every one of us that is a delightful inheritance. And what we, what we have to do is we have to tap into what those boundary lines or what that district is. Um, also in referencing the word of God where Joshua was commissioned after Moses died, the Lord told him that every piece of ground that you should walk on. But he also told him in that same passage, is the piece of the, the, the ground that he had assigned to Joshua, he would take, he would conquer. And I think what we have to do is, as citizens of the kingdom of God, we got to tap into uh, the Holy Spirit prophetically to find out, okay, Lord, you have assigned me a district. You have assigned, assigned me boundary lines before I even hit the planet. So now my duty is to find out what that district is, whether it is, consulting, ministering the word of God, uh, politics, whatever area of society God wants you to hit, we have to begin to tap into what that area is. Some people find it hard. Some people say, well, how do I do do that? I don't know. Um, I once heard uh, Joyce Meyer say that start off with what you're good at. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the simplest way to start. Some of us were good at drawing. Some of us were good at cooking. Some of us were good at uh, gardening. Start there, and then when you start there, go into the spirit, go into prayer, and ask God to expound on, okay, Lord, I see what I'm good at. I see what where my gifts are just in small, natural, everyday things. You know, how do I let me let that be my board to jump off of, if you will, and then okay. the Holy, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in, and he could begin to expound on that. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing um, thought that when, when we really get so caught up in the Lord that, you know, all else is insignificant, and we can really just tap into the Holy Spirit, as you mentioned, and, and really mm-hmm. get honest and, and really get... Um, deep with the Lord and say, hey, Lord, you know, you've given me these different um, creative gifts and, and ideas and thoughts, and the thing that I, that, I, that I like about what you said is what I'm hearing is total surrender 
and being able yes. to surrender our gifts to the Lord so that he can in turn allow us to serve um, the people and his people. Yes. So yes. I do thank you for that. Thank you. Um, next, I would like to uh, go to um, Ms. Idella McIntyre. Um, and your definition is, Currently unfulfilled capacity to improve, develop, and achieve impressive feats, anything that may be possible, a possibility. Once again, currently unfulfilled capacity to improve, develop, and achieve impressive feats, anything that may be possible, a possibility. Oh, that's really good. Well, um, when I was even just doing research, whenever I think about potential, I think about purpose. And First John 3, 8 says, uh, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And when I looked at the word might, I was like, well, you know, is that not a possibility? Is there if or and? And when I looked at it, that word might there is not that it's a possibility, but it's the dunamis power of God. And I think a lot of times when we're looking at unfulfilled um, potential in us, it's because we're looking at our weakness. And the Lord says in that our weakness that his strength is made perfect. And a lot of times that area of weakness is your best place of opportunity because you're not depending on yourself. So then that's an open door for God to actually manifest that power. And when you're looking at what is currently unfulfilled, then that's your direction because a lot of times we're at a place where we are discontent. And I think that's a good thing. And when we are discontent because something is unfulfilled, we need to go back and refocus because all of our purpose is somehow to destroy the works of the enemy. That is all of our purpose, whether it be, like you said, in consulting and in ministry and the workplace and the marketplace, on the streets, through evangelism. That is how all of us have to do. And when we recognize really who we are, then that's when we can go and we can develop that through the working of the Holy Spirit and, and through actually listening to God and finding out what is my purpose. Because when we look at the potential, the word purpose actually means that it places us. And it's a proposal. We don't actually have to fulfill our purpose. That's where the potential comes in. God does a proposal with us. And whenever you do a proposal, there's someone that's put to you say, hey, this is what's possible. Do you want to commit with me? Do you want to come into an agreement with this proposal? Do you want to accept the terms of this proposal? And that's what purpose is. God gives us that opportunity and the potential saying, hey, do you want to come into agreement and fall under the terms of your purpose? Wow. And when we do that, then that's when the Lord allows what appears to be unfulfilled. And a lot of our situations appear to be unfulfilled because the Lord is still doing some molding. He's making sure that we are at the place where we can handle the fulfilled purpose of our life. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's amazing. And what I, what I gather even from that is, you know, when we are able, uh, what we believe what we believe it will either attract or repel. And so it is so important to focus on what God is saying to us so that it either will draw us closer to him or further away from the purpose that he has for our lives. So I I do thank you so much for that. And finally, um, I wanted to end this particular segment um, with uh, Elder Vasquez. Uh, Your definition is possible but not yet in existence. And this actually comes from a uh, mariner's uh, perspective, and, and I know that you were, you were in the military, and so I thought that that would be apropos 
um, for you to to expound upon. So once again, impossible, but not yet in existence. Impossible, but not yet in existence. It's amazing that you say that because when I when I think of the first thing I thought of when you when you mentioned that was how uh, our potentials are out there. It's possible, but there's many of us out there who are walking without that uh, conduit, and that is God. That is God. What it is that nearly everyone wants to be successful or, or has something that they would like to improve in, in their lives. It's, and often, however, the, the, the excuses are the easy mm. identified that, that – uh, am I – hello? Yes, you're still here. Oh, I thought I, thought I was off. Okay, and, and the thing that, that, that I remember is uh, Ralph Abernathy said something that many of us use over the years and many of us uh, don't even realize he's the one who said it. I don't know what the future may hold, but I know who holds the future. And what we have to realize is, is that God's word contains rich descriptions as we read his word of lives of many people, men and women who walk with God. They, they sometimes succeeded, but they often fail. But yet mm-hmm. we learn much by, by reading the, 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 the biographies of these people, that where, you know, where they, they get their motivation, their courage, and, and, and they got it by realizing that moment when they realized that God was with them despite their inequities. Knowing, knowing this alone should encourage us to be faithful to God and to rely on him uh, for guidance and then to uh, utilize the potential that we have. Wow, I, I do, I do thank you for that. I, I think that oftentimes, um, as you mentioned, um, sometimes people can can get off track and, and find themselves in a place where either they never thought that they would be, or they they feel stuck, or they don't feel as if they can continue on. But if you're listening right now, we just want to take this time to encourage you that when you connect with the source and not look at the things that you would get from him, but the one who gives. Not the, oftentimes people seek after the gifts and not the giver of the gifts. But when you connect with God, all things are possible to him, to those that would believe. And so I'm excited. I, I thank you all for answering that question. I think that was a wonderful segment that we had there, and I will um, pass it on to uh, Greg and Brian. You know what? I'm, I'm sitting here writing notes. And Brian and I, we do this all the time, and we're always pouring out. But it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to be poured into. And I'm telling you, I'm writing notes, and I'm feeling good. But, you know, I I wanted to ask a question, and anyone on the panel can can jump in. We talk with people all the time on this show. We get phone calls. We get emails from a lot of people, a lot of women that are dealing with being molested, raped when they were little, boys as well, uh, people that wanted to commit. Suicide. We deal with a lot of that. And I think what we do uh, when we're talking to people out in the communities and out in different places and we see that they may be hurting, we, we, we talk with them as if we think that they know God. And a lot of times we've learned that they don't. And so the question is how can someone that don't know God create and have a relationship with him? How do they start? Because when, when we start talking to them about God and all the wonderful things, they're absolutely lost. A lot of times they're lost, and they'll just shut you out. Well, um, this is Idella, and I wanted to jump in, um, especially um, being molested as a child. I can understand um, 
that that pain, but also I understand that healing. And there's a scripture that said, he who wants souls must be wise. And I believe whenever you're dealing with a person, you need to ask for the wisdom of the Lord because the Lord is able to meet them at the point of their need. And I think a lot of times we use the Christian jargon and uh, we, we speak a lot, of, a lot of words, but my goal, is especially dealing with people and being in the community and doing community outreach, is to allow Jesus to be the loudest thing that you do, not the loudest thing that you say. And when you really walk in love with people, that translates beyond anything that they don't know about Jesus because he says that we will know that they will know that we are his disciples by the love we show one to another. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians are nasty. Yes. And so that's okay. hindering the, the witness, you know. And, and I've been praying that, that the Lord will really bring up some good representation of who he is because a lot of times when we claim Jesus and when we say we're Christian, we are representing his company. And if someone has a bad experience with us, they don't say Idella or Tracy. They say Christianity or Christians. Yes, yes. And so that's one of the first things we have to be responsible for our witness. And our witness isn't just in the church. Our witness is 24-7 on the job. It's not what we just say. It's what we do. You know, with the way we work with people, it's being nice. It's tipping at a restaurant. Those are ways that we witness to people. And I think a lot of people want to throw a Bible at somebody instead of being the word that the people read and their lifestyle. And, wow. and when we actually become the living word and when people can look at our lives and then they come to us and they say, hey, there's something different about you. A lot of my witness isn't me saying, and then people come to ask me questions. What, what church you go to? I haven't even opened my mouth. Because the Lord is able to actually put a glory on us that attracts people. And then even as you deal with the prophetic, which the Lord uses, he's able to even tell that person something that we would not be able to even know, to even be a sign and a wonder for those that don't believe. And all of us are able to prophesy. You don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. Prophecy is hearing the voice of the Lord. And if you develop a relationship with God, God will use you to do the signs and wonders. And when you really want to be used by God, you could be the person that will pray for that young lady and her heart be healed. Start praying for things that you didn't even know. And then it parks her interest. It, 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 it puts something inside of her. Okay, how did this person know that? And it becomes even a testament how much God loves them and wants them made whole. Yes, awesome, awesome. Nigel, Nigel? Very good. Is Nigel there? Yes, it's Nigel in? Yes, sir. Yes, Nigel, I, I want your thoughts. I'm sorry, sister, to cut you off, but uh, Nigel? All was done. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, as far as um, reaching out to people, man, it's, it's uh, you know, we go around, we do a lot of concerts, we do a lot of shows, um, you know, we do we do a lot of urban ministry, reaching out to people, which has always been fun. But um, I, it became it became so much less of a burden. I mean, in the physical sense, when we realized that uh, we didn't have to think about it, all we have to do is go there and be who God's called us to be. And he's going to take care of all the stuff. He's going to take care of the salvation of the souls. He's going to take care of the ministering to the hurt. And he's going to take care of the reaching the people where they are. He's going to take care of the drawing them in. The only thing we have to do is open our mouth and let him fill it and just be willing vessels and know that he's going to do what he said do. We pray, we ask him to have his way. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the less of us we put into our events and our outreaches, the more effective it is for his kingdom because less of us is involved and it's more of him. So mm-hmm. when you minister to people that call in and, and uh, or you know, one of the one of the areas that I've been uh, that I'm, I'm ministering out of personal, you know, my personal life has been forgiveness because I, I didn't see my father from the ages of five to twenty. So I deal, you know, I can I can relate to a lot of people 
who, you know, were raised in a single-parent home, and a lot of that translates into other bad issues that translate into other things. So I'm able to, to touch people where they are because a lot of them don't, they're, they're still dealing with unforgiveness from that person that wasn't there, even though they, you know, given their heart to the Lord, they haven't let that part go because they feel like they deserve that pain. And I'm able to, to to just, you know, talk about my life and just talk about who I am. I don't have to come with, like like my sister said, all kinds of Christian language and Christianese and start, you know, twisting twisting all kinds of scriptures over the head. All I got to do is talk and be real and say, listen, this is what I dealt with. This is where I was. I know how you feel because this is how I felt. But let me tell you what Jesus did for me when I came to Amen. him. And, so forth, and they want to know, well, you know, that's not what anybody told me. The last person I met, they they beat me in the face with a Bible. That's all I know about Christians. No, no, God is love. And then you you just share it. And people want to know more. You don't have to pressure. You don't have to push it. You don't have to feel like I got to get a decision today. If they don't if they don't pray the sinner's prayer, then I didn't do my job. You know, you know that's God is the one who who gives the increase. We just plant water. Nothing else matters. And it's just been a blessing to be able to do that. Yeah. So uh, awesome. witnessing awesome. with your life. Powerful. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Robinson, I have a question for you. Um, you provide behavioral health care. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that um, Greg and I have been doing, and I've actually been doing a little bit longer than Greg, but I've been uh, working with people with HIV and uh, abstinence education, HIV prevention, and uh-huh. You know, one of the things that I've found is that has been like an underlying tone is the way that people think about their health prior to, you know, sitting through an abstinence education session or through an HIV prevention session and how they think about it afterwards. Like I actually uh, did a class with some youth over at Florida A&M tonight, and they're like ages 18 through 20. And, you know, I did an HIV prevention slash abstinence education session. And I was, you know, I was giving them the real deal, the realities of, you know, how many people actually are infected on campus and some of the other diseases that are actually running rampant on campus to give them sort of like a a perspective of why we teach abstinence education and why prevention is so important. You know, but what's your take on it? Why do you believe that so many people uh, don't really – focus that much on their health until, you know, faced with a crisis? You know, it's the fear factor. You know, for a lot of people, it's kind of the, the, the theory of out of sight, out of mind. You know, what you don't know won't hurt you, but what you do know can cause serious detriment to your health, your mental health. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, because I, I, I attended Florida a and and uh, spent a lot of time in Tallahassee. And and just through you know and just just through visiting different campuses and the whole student populace, just in general, it's the uh, it's a it's a superiority complex. You know, it's a denial. It's um, you know nobody really wants to know and accept, especially young students, virile. You know, some highly educated, some not. You know, trying to find their way through life don't want to know and don't want to accept the truth about what's out there and what's going on. And and most often than not, with men and women alike, think and believe that it's not going to be me. It's not mm-hmm. going to be me and it can't be me. So we hold the seminars in abstinence education. We do the HIV and AIDS training. But the general thought in the audience, and I see this time and time again as well, I know somebody with it or, you know, I know the different STDs are running out there rampant, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to catch it. You know, it's, it's the, the denial factor is so high 
because nobody wants to believe, even with their frivolous behavior and practices, nobody wants to believe that it would be them until it's them. And the sad fact about it is that the populace in, in, you know, amongst our sisters, you know, in the black community is running rampant. And when I say it's running rampant, it's, it's, it's gotten to a point where it's no longer, it, it's, it's no longer three out of ten. You know, it's three of five. You know, mm. and, so that, I mean, and, and that means that, you know, when you walk through a campus, or you're just walking through the mall, count to five. And any three, you know, based on statistics, and, and I mean, and I don't, and I, and I don't mean this just. I mean, men and women alike that that are carrying viruses, that have had the abstinence education, that have sat through the seminars, that have signed through the paperwork, that have received the education, and still practice frivolous behavior. And so, you know, I get to this point where even in sessions, and you know, I think. In my own ministry, when I when I get the opportunity and I'm behind these closed doors and these private walls and, you know, you have these different laws and rules and regulations, you've got to get to a point where you subscribe to a higher belief. Yeah. Yeah. And being politically correct, I have to ask it that way because that's where I am in my faith. I can't. I can't subscribe to a faith and religion and not and not take the opportunity to at least give you a bone to say that if you grab this bone, and this door opens, you know I'm going to go that way. So. <laughs> because at this particular point in time, you don't just need counseling. It's just not a mental health issue. It's a spiritual issue. Yes, it is. Yeah. You yeah. Something, something, something within you deep is disturbed, and you need to get in touch with that. We need to get in touch with that because you need to, you need to call, evoke, rebuke, and revoke mm. the spirit that is causing mm. you this problem. But you can't do that until you get to the first phase of pre-contemplation. Are you contemplating the fact that you have a problem in an STD? Are you contemplating it? Do you know? Mm-hmm. So then if you know if you know that you got it, then you know you need treatment. Now, if you know you need treatment and you don't go get it, then we have a whole other problem. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and so it... it 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 pains me deeply, and you know I think that through life I was put through trial, and and people close to me came down with a lot of different. And for a long time I could never understand why I was being tried. Why do I know the information that I know? I didn't ask anybody for this answer. I didn't ask anybody for this information, but I know. Well, how did I find out? It was given. And so once I understood that it was given and I was being used as a tool, I thought I was crazy. No, I went to go see the counselor because I thought I was hearing things. You see, and so, you know, it's, you sit and you say, okay, what is it about this information that I know? Or when somebody sits before you and it's okay, it is time for you to own up, not just to your indiscretions, but it's time that you begin to sit, receive, and regurgitate what it is that you know about thyself. Because this walk that you think that you're taking, you're trying to pull everybody in. When you go to STD training, when you go in here to the clinics and you go ahead and you sit in these seminars and everybody wants to seem and, and appear as if they're interested. Well, they are because they're trying, to, they're trying to get themselves to the point, especially young students. They're trying to get themselves to the point of acceptance. And I don't mean social. 
I mean personal. Mm. Well, I have a question for, um, I think it's Dana. Yes. Dana, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I have a question for you. What do you do when your back is against the wall? And when I say when your back is against the wall, I mean when you don't have nothing left, when you're down in the valley, when you don't have a friend in the world that can help you. Because you mm-hmm. know he'll do that sometimes. He'll he'll put you in a position where nobody can help you mm-hmm. but him. So what do you do right. when you're in that position? Ooh. <laughs> well, well, you, when you have no other, when God puts you in a position where you have no other choice but to turn to Him, what do you do? You turn to Him. Um, I know sometimes, sometimes we don't want to turn to Him. <laughs> right. We want to do our own thing, um, but ultimately, I, I have to turn to Him. Um, whether it's getting in my prayer closet, uh, praying. Uh, reading the Word of God, um, it all depends on the situation. Uh, if you're talking about just getting to a point where I feel like I'm being overcome with oppression or depression, um, I have to be honest. That's when I have to go, when I feel like me by myself is not enough in my prayer closet, um, then that's when I have to go and, and seek seek my leadership. And it's at that point where I have to go to them and say, uh, "This is what I'm facing," and 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 ask for them for them to pray for me. Um, I'm, I'm I recognize that there may be listeners out there who may not have that, who who may not have a, a church that they can call home and can go to, and that who may find themselves in that that type of position uh, many times. And if that is the case then the, the fact of the matter is is that ultimately we're never alone. Even when we feel like we are, we're not, because we know that we have Jesus, who is our ultimate com- comfort, comforter. Yeah. And if you know him as your Lord and Savior, you know that you can call on him. It does, you don't need a fancy prayer. You don't need uh, to speak in King James. <laughs> right. If all you know how to do is call out the name Jesus, then that's what you do. Um, but ultimately, I think when we get to those points, we have to look at the the whys, the who, where, why, and how we got to that point. Yeah. If our back against the wall because the Lord has allowed us to be there because he wants us to turn to him, that's one thing. If our back is against the wall because of our disobedience, that's another. And I think... When we're, and when we're experiencing those moments in life, that's what we have to determine. Um, and I, I think that's really key. If it, if it is disobedience, you know, then that's when we have to say, okay, Lord, where was I disobedient? How do I rectify this? And how do I not be disobedient in whatever area anymore? Um, and that can be a very, very, very lonely place. As we can see in the Word of God, we, I mean, to me, David was like one of the ultimate examples of that. Um, I think um, he wrote many of songs, you know, in those times of desperation and with his back against the wall. But at the same time, those songs are encouraging because 
as he said, you know, Lord, if I made my place in hell, you are there. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where we find our anger. That's where we find our salvation is knowing that no matter what point, no matter how low, we know that Jesus is there with us. Yeah. Amen, amen. And Greg, if I can interrupt right there, I, I just want to join the, the two the two thoughts um, that were just expressed there, um, both from John and, and Dana. Um, I remember reading a book um, by Edwin Cole um, many, many years ago called The Potential Principle, Living Life to Its Maxim, Maximum. And I remember in it he said that, you know, when, you, when you're born again, you're not just living um, this one-dimensional world, you know, um, which is which is the flesh, but you're living a two-dimensional world, which is flesh and spirit. And so there's going to be this war going on. There's going to be this tug of war. And as um, John mentioned, you know, those who are in denial, there is this inner angst that they cannot control at times. And it's, well, do I have it? Or I know I have it, but I don't want to admit it. And, you know, and even coming out of the counseling background, you know, the first step to moving forward is being able to say, I have a problem. And that's why oftentimes people will come to you and seek services and, and seek mental health um, professionals is because either, one, they were referred, or, uh, two, they may be in danger to themselves, or even, three, they, they realize that there is an issue, but they're not quite sure of its underlying um, existence. But we know that when we come into the things of the Lord, we have that understanding that, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world. And going into some of the psychological um, component, he mentioned that when you can change an image, you change behavior, and changing behavior changes feelings. And, you know, those who succeed in life have healthy self-images and those who fail have poor self-images. And, and, and the fact that that's not just a uh, psychological impression, but it's also a kingdom principle, you know, from the word of God, because we realize that we were made in the image and likeness of Christ. And therefore, you know, we, we know that we need to be renewed in our mind daily. And so those who are struggling and those who may not know the Lord and, and those who, um, don't have our faith to rely on and, and to um, seek after, you know, there's hope, you know, because they too were created in the image and likeness of God. And even going back on to our topic about um, uh, finding power and potential and, and pursuing, when you are in pursuit of something, you know, you are on, you are on the trail and you are moving forward. And, and the key thing that I see even with uh, clients that I deal with um, in terms of, of coaching, when you are able to, to move forward and you get that momentum, when you have the vision, you can see straight and you can move forward. Oftentimes we can't move anywhere because we're stuck and we're clouded. Those who are in the world, their eyes are clouded by, by the, the things of the world and, and, and of the flesh. But, you know, when you are in tune and in the proper alignment with God, and you are listening to the correct frequency, it's like all of your senses are changed. Yeah. All of your, all of your, you're not in the sensual being of, of your five senses, but you're taking it up and you're, and you're um, going to that next level, that next dimension. And so for those who are listening who may feel as if you are not there and um, maybe you don't have that insight, you know, God is able to show you if you just surrender even now 
to his prompting and even to um, hearing what he's saying for your life. He will show you if you would be quiet enough. Sometimes we get so busy that we fail to listen. There's a time for everything under the heavens, and I believe that when we can get still, the Lord will speak. So I just wanted to interject that and kind of tie in what both um, uh, John and Dana were, were talking about there. Awesome. awesome. Hey, hey, man, you, you mind if I, if I step in on, on this one? This is Elder Vasquez. Oh, good. good. Uh, I was going to ask you something. Go ahead. Now, now, the thing that I see about this is that there's two uh, types of people that we're really trying to reach out there today, and that's those who are Christians who are going through the trials and going through the hard times, and also those that you mentioned earlier who don't know about uh, having a relationship with God. Now, the, the first thing is the, the ones who don't know, the ones who don't have someone to run to like, like we do. The thing is that we are too stuck on tradition in, in mm-hmm. churches and, and, in our, and, our, and in religion instead of relationship. We need Come to on. get into the habit of uh, telling people when they ask us what time is service in, in your church, we need to tell them that service is after the benediction when we leave the church, when we go out the Come door. On. That's when we start to serve. On. What we need to do All is right. uh, since they have not read the Word of God, the only Word of God that they have the opportunity to read is the way we live as Christians. As, as you know, as a Christian, you know that you're being watched not only by people at the church, but you're also being watched by people outside of the church. And by the way that we live, can bring someone closer to God and show them that I got their love that they need to see so they can right. be able to want more. Right. Be able to want more. Now, for the Christian, we've got to realize that just like gold needs to go through fire to burn off the impurities, uh, you know, so it can look precious in our eyes. We need to go through fire also. It says in the Word in James, count all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience. So, so we're going to go through the fire, and we're going to burn off. God's going to allow for the burning off of the way we used to be so we can be mm-hmm. precious in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a question for him. Is the soul it, and the heart, yeah. Yes. Is mm-hmm. Monique here? Monique? I am still with you. Monique, I have a question for you. Okay. You you know, uh, when I was talking about having your back up against the wall, Yeah. a lot of you know that in the eyes of the enemy, you were left for dead a long time ago. A lot of us are not supposed to even be here to do this show. You're not even supposed to be here. Uh, and, and, and I want to ask you, what is it that's keeping you here? You say, what is it that is keeping me here? Yes. Well, it is nothing but the grace of God that keeps me in perfect peace at all times, even when, and I do go through, opposition on a daily basis. But we have to know that God said that fear not. These things will come, but he's overcome the world, and solutions uh-huh. have already been set. And since we have the solutions that have already been set, we just have to make sure that we use our proper instrument guide, and that's reading our word daily. And in the, in the Bible, it clearly states in 2 Timothy 2.15 that we are all individually. And I like to place my name in that and say, it says, um, study, Monique, to show yourself approved that you are a workman unto God that you know how to rightly divide the word of truth. And there are so many truths that some people believe that they see out here. And when they're going through all of the problems of the world, they tend to believe what they see. 
But we speak those things into existence as if they were. So we are commanded as Christians in our businesses to show forth a stance that God is the author and the finisher of everything that we touch. Better know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Brian, I want to make sure, this is Brian, I want to make sure that we didn't miss anybody because we try to give everybody an opportunity to speak. So if we missed anybody, will you just sound off? We need to Did go we get to everybody. Adela. Let's go to Adela. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Adela, Brian. I know you had a question for us. All right. You know, I, and I was, and it's funny because I was reading, you know, about what she does. It says, rain, raising Army Intercessors Now Ministries. And, and I like that because when you think about rain, you, know, you think about what rain does. You have rain, you know, rain, you know, it, it can destroy, it can replenish, it can nourish. And so give us your, give us your best description of rain. Um, I guess even when the Lord gave it to me, I just saw a flood. And you know how a flood is able to take down things that have been rooted. Uh, a flood can take something that's been rooted in the ground and wipe it away and pull it up from the roots. And, and for me, in regards to prayer, prayer is a way to pull things up and to pull things down. And right now we're facing, um, it seems like, a, like even the economy, so much is going on. And the Lord has told me that the foundation should always be prayer. And even when I was trying to find out what my ministry was and what I'm supposed to do, preach this, this, the Lord said prayer is your first ministry. And, and knowing that, training people how to effectively pray, because a lot of times we pray amiss because we're not praying God's word. And even when you look at it, it says, you know, um, once I heard it, you know, once it was spoken, twice I heard it, power belongs to the Lord. And prayer becomes the echo because the Lord needs agreement. And, and through prayer, we're able to agree to pull down strongholds and to flood this earth with the presence of God. Because I believe that we're living in a season and a time where God is calling forth the sons and daughters. And we need to be trained how to activate the environment that we're in and how to make environments become conducive to the perfect will of God. And when we are the thermostat, and that's what prayer becomes, a thermostat, not to, we change the situation. And we start speaking it in it, so we command it in a sense that serene is that, that powerful force that is able to pull, that is able to cleanse, that is able to purify, that is able to beautify. After a real cleansing of rain, growth happens. Uh-huh. And when we really get to the place where we are walking in that purpose, even through the communication of God and not being on our knees 24-7, but when we're living 24-7 with our ears open to communicate with God, it's going to be a marvelous sight. Yes, it is. Yes, awesome, awesome. Tracy, we're, we're getting down to the end of the show. I know that okay. you, yeah, we need to get everybody's information. If you would, um, you can go down the list so they can give their information out. Okay, real quickly, if you want to give your phone number or your email address or whatever you would like to give, um, I'd appreciate that. I'm going to run down the list. Um, if not, then I would just uh, recommend that you can go to my website, www.speaklife2me.com. That's speaklife2me.com, and you can um, get further information. I will relay uh, the request to the designated panelists. Um, but uh, for those who do have information they'd like to give, uh, we ask that you give it at this time. Uh, Mr. Nigel Anderson, if you're still on the call. Yes, ma'am. 
Uh, yeah, um, again, I uh, appreciate the time. My organization is called Renaissance Movement Enterprises. And, uh, you know, you can feel free to contact me. I'm, I'm, I'm switching host companies, so bear with me on the website, but it's renaissancemovement.com. However, in the meantime, you can go to myspace.com forward slash renaissance movement, and that's R-E-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E. I can be emailed at legend at renaissance movement, and legend is simply Nigel backwards, L-E-G-I-N, at renaissancemovement.com. And uh, those are the best ways to reach me, so thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. Um, um, DeMonte Edmonds. How you doing, Tracy? I would encourage everyone to visit uh, Tracy's site. She has a, a very beautiful and professional well put together site, and you can inquire from, of her how to best contact me. Uh, but at the same time, I would encourage you to visit her site, and she would relate the information to me. Thank you so kindly. Uh, Dana Faulkner. Um, thank you again. Uh, for inviting me. I so enjoyed all the other panelists. Uh, I, I wish I had a giant pad and pen. I could have jotted a lot of things down. It was a, a lot of golden nuggets that were spoken tonight. But um, I would also like to echo the gentleman before me. Um, if they wish to contact me, they can uh, go to your website as well. Okay. Thank you so kindly. Um, Isella McIntyre. Well, I truly enjoyed this evening. It's awesome when people get together with like minds and like spirits. And if we have one mind and one language, there'd be nothing impossible to it. So I'm excited. Um, you can contact me at Idella, I-D-E-L-L-A, at I, the letter M, originals.com. Again, that's Idella at I-M-originals.com. Thank you so kindly. Mm-hmm. John Robinson. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's just wow, an awesome experience. Elated to be on on the panel. Uh, I can be contacted. Best way to contact me is through email. Uh, other than your site, Tracy, they can contact me at J K Robinson at Cox Thank you so kindly for for joining us this evening, uh, Elder Andre Vasquez. Oh, yes, yes, I can be contacted at uh, joyful underscore noise at uh, hotmail.com. I also have a uh, website, ironshoppingatiron.blog.com. It's a good website. We're over uh, 3,000 sermonettes that I've written over the past eight years. Uh, and also, if you go through Tracy's site, you may find more ways to uh, contact me there. Thank you so much for being here this evening. And finally, Monique White. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a privilege. I will say to you, you can contact me two ways as well. The first one is uh, via the email, which will be tips, something that you would give to a a waiter or a server, T-I-P-S, the number four, every, E-V-E-R-Y, and the number one. So it's tips for everyone at AOL.com. Or you can reach me uh, again on another website, which will be tips for the number four, Letter U and the number two tips for you globaltravel.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I do appreciate each and every uh, panelist that joined us this evening. I'm so grateful to know each and every one of you on, on a personal level. You all have blessed me so tremendously this evening, as I know that the listeners have as well. All right, and we and thank you all for joining us tonight. We need on to the get Tracy's information. Hour. 
Let's and, get Tracy's you know, information, Brian. We need to get Tracy's information. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I do thank you once again. You can contact me on the web at Tracy at speaklifetome.com uh, is my email. And my website, once again, is www.speaklife2me.com, speaklifetome.com. And as aforementioned, you can reach any of our panelists. Um, if you missed any of their information, please go and visit my site, and I will forward your request to them as well. And just to move on real quickly, just to announce once again, uh, the Kingdom Life Ministries uh, presents Single and Saved workshop this Saturday, February 7th, in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, you can call 757 714 0397 to RSVP. This event is free to the public, so please, uh, there will be uh, food available and a wonderful time of fellowship and anointed speakers. So please call back again at 757-714-0397 to RSVP. Awesome, Tracy. And Tracy, real quick, and to the panelists, I'm already getting MySpace and messages asking when the panel, when we're going to have you guys back on. So, uh, and, and they're requesting for uh, a longer time. They want you on longer than an hour because they want to hear a little bit more. So we're definitely going to get in touch with, uh, stay in contact with Tracy. We're going to come up with a date, uh, hopefully this month if possible. Uh, but we want everybody to be in agreement. So we want to, to work it all together to get everybody back on. Amen. I think that would be a wonderful opportunity, and I, and I pray that we can come collectively together um, to come back and meet the needs of those who were so fortunate to come on this evening. Thank yes. you. Yes. Brian? All right. Well, again, I want to say thank you all for joining us tonight. It's been a great and informative show, and yes. I think yes. that yes. you have definitely blessed you know, my life and the lives of our listeners. And I want to remind everybody that we also have a show on Wednesday, and that show will hopefully feature a wonderful guest who's been with us in the past, and that is the incomparable, how can I say this, Greg, the, wow, <laughs> you know, it, it just blows my mind to just think about who we're having on, Greg. Yes. You know, and, and sometimes I just get speechless because I'm like, wow, we have Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph joining us on Wednesday night, yes. and it's going to be a great show. Yes. She is actually going to be here in Tallahassee on Saturday to uh, facilitate and host the Sisters Organizing to Survive, or Saving Our Sisters program, and it's an uh, HIV abstinence education program that we host every year for HIV AIDS Awareness Day. And so this is going to be, I'm sorry, for uh, National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. And it's going to be a great show on Wednesday night, so please join us at 9 p.m. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we thank you so much for joining us tonight. Please join us again on Wednesday night, 9 p.m., Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and God bless you all. <laughs>